Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the first ever episode of the Low Mid Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Huey Revolution, and here with me I have my boy, Ramil. What's good, what's good? And my other homie, Nemo the Zeus. What's up, what's up? All right, so what is this podcast? We're going to be talking about anything and everything uh, from the perspective of three lower middle class young gentlemen, you know what I'm saying? For Uh, sure. Just a little background on who we are. I'm Huey Revolution. You guys may know me from uh, my internship with Dead in Hip Hop, where Ramil is also an intern. Uh, I'm an artist. I make music. Uh, we make films. And we're just like an art collective. And, yeah, we're just going to get into some, some good, uh, fun topics, you know, from a wide range of different things and just let you guys get to know us a little bit better outside of just seeing us being in the background of a bunch of, uh, you know... <laughs> Uh, dead in hip hop videos. Um, my name is Ramil, and I go to Georgia State. I'm a filmmaker. Um, we're all in the film group together. That's how we know each other. Um, we do films and music together and stuff like that. And um, yeah, that's pretty much you know sums it up. Nemo. Yeah, um, I'm Nemo DeZeus. I'm an, I'm also an artist, uh, musician, filmer, photographer, poet. Uh, that's that's really it. Really, uh, I met Low Mid a couple of years ago. Actually, we was we was messing around with um, another short film project that I was a part of, and you know the the chemistry was just always there. So that's why I've just kept on going with Lil Mid. Yeah. They're a great group of guys. We're just all good friends. Appreciate you, man. Yeah, we're all best friends. Those of us, those of you who know us from Dead in Hip Hop, you can think of us as like the younger, cooler, uh, <laughs> better, <laughs> smarter Dead in Hip Hop. You know. <laughs> Everybody's looking at me like, oh shit. Well, okay. Nigga, yeah, what? Yeah, bold statements being made here on the first episode. <laughs> <laughs> you got to start strong, man. All right, so let's get into some trending topics. That's how we want to start our show off with the most relevant things going on. So, what's up first, Nemo? All right, so the biggest news right now, well, one of the biggest headlines from last week is the Jesse Smollett case and how that's been unfolding. Man. You know, I've been keeping like. Uh, I've been keeping my distance with that case because, like, I wanted to see how it would unfold. But yeah. now it's coming out that, like, he's it's just, lying about all this different stuff. And, like, it's shit coming out, like, left and right, man, from the pro side to the negative side. It's like the most, like, a, like a tennis match. It's, it's hit, like an Empire episode. It's like some <laughs> fake shit. Like, it's like this story just keeps getting complicated with each passing week. And it's like everybody thinks they've drawn these conclusions and know what the story is. And yeah. then it's some old shit come out. So the last two things that happened, one, one of which I think we just saw this morning. But the first thing was that uh, the Chicago police reported that Jesse Smollett fabricated the whole story, hired two Nigerians that he actually worked with who were extras on Empire to basically beat him up and just orchestrate the whole incident. And so when everybody found that out, it was just like, fuck, you know? Like, it it was like celebrities writing for him, and, like, 
it was like a whole movement and it, and like the last thing that a lot of people expected for it to be was a lie even though I'm not going to lie like I kind of thought that the whole situation was kind of skeptical from the beginning yeah, but yeah. you know and then so so that that was the last thing that happened right before this morning which TMZ reported that um the check that he wrote for them act like cuz there was a report that he wrote them a 35 dollar check. check, right? Yeah. Which, is, which ain't enough yeah, yeah, for yeah. me to fucking fuck up. And then the last thing that that TMZ reported was that that's actually a lie, and that the check was uh, he wrote them a check so that he can get it for fitness, some fitness shit or some kind of exercise shit or some shit like that. Yeah, yeah. So what do y'all think? What, which, what do you believe? Do you believe Jesse, Jesse, or do you believe these Nigerians in the Chicago Police Department? <laughs> I'm not really sure. Like, I still need to like. Wait for the entire shit to like yeah. unfold. Cause like this is still very fresh. Like just like Ross said, it's like it's like an episode of Empire. Better yet, Boondocks. That's what it feels <laughs> like to me, at least. Because like, think about it like this: this nigga, he's been on TV for for years, and he's been out there as kind of like a representative for for mm-hmm. the yeah. uh, for the LGBT community. So like, niggas was feeling for him and shit, but like. Yeah, man, I felt bad, man. I felt I bad. Po- I posted something when I heard about it. Cause I was yeah. like, that's, some, that's the wildest story I've ever heard. A yeah. noose, bleach, N-word, F-word, beat the shit out of him. I'm like, God damn, like, how much worse could it get? And then it's like, that shit was a lie. But you know what, <laughs> what made me initially skeptical, though, from the get-go, though, was that I, I still question why how somebody that famous, like, he's on Empire, which is a pretty big show, yeah. and a lot of people know who he is, and I'm just like, why the fuck was he out there with no security? Mm-hmm. And that didn't make no sense to me. Just like, and people were saying, oh, you still go places like, in Chicago, you're, you're that big without security? You know what I'm saying? You're an actor on a big-time show. Yeah. So that first, I was like, dang, that's kind of, like, questionable. That was a little fishy. And then, yeah. like, when they, um now when they said, like, they, and they, they it was reported that Nigerians came forward and said that they got paid for this. Yeah, right. So, so that's also fishy to me. It's like so much weird shit on both sides. So that's, that sounds like Nigerians trying to take credit for something. Yeah, to me, it sounded like they were just pushed into a corner and were just caught up and were just like, uh, uh, you know, Jesse, Jesse made us do this shit. Yeah. Because in my opinion, if you were working with Jesse, Jesse, first off, why is he only giving them thirty five? And he's making one hundred twenty five thousand an episode. An episode for Empire. So what the fuck are they doing this for just, like, fucking $3,000 for? I mean, it's, it's part of the finesse. And did you say that, like, the guys that actually beat him up, they were, like, extras or something? Yeah, they, so, they're extras. So that fact Allegedly, alone. Allegedly, those are the dudes that beat him up. That fact alone makes it even more funny for me. And then you add in the fact that there's security footage of them buying the, uh, the, the yeah, the shit. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're buying the together? shit. Like, like, yeah, like, together? Yeah, together around the I heard about that, but I didn't know if that was true. If you were working with Jesse, right? And he's like this multimillionaire, right? He's he's a very famous person, probably has a lot of connections, especially if he's going to do something illegal. You know he probably has some solid lawyers, right? Yeah. So if you get caught up, and if you're one of the Nigerians, why would you start snitching immediately? Wouldn't you be like, damn, hold on, let me see if I can try to reach out to Jesse and see what the fuck is going on because we got caught, and let me see if, like, you wouldn't you try to work some shit out? Wouldn't you try to, like, yeah, it's, set it's some a, shit up? It's a whole lot of, like plot holes in this whole shit it seems kind of weird to me man. yeah and so that like, makes it seem like a setup then it, it, it kind of it's kind of going on the side then, of it being all fabricated. you know what else is crazy like just the whole did you guys watch the uh chicago police video the police no, no, I, video? I didn't see that so i watched the video and the whole time i'm watching the video he's like speaking on it as if he's already been convicted 
And like he's already like we know this for a fact that he fabricated all this shit and blah 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 blah. Even though the case is still like underway, and he, I don't even think he was arrested at that point in time. In the court of public opinion, he has been pretty much like well, that's with everything. Yeah, like you know what I'm saying. Like people just took that shit and ran with it as soon as it came out that he might have fabricated it. And I noticed that like a lot of people just and he and if 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 it is true, then that's probably why he's talking like that. Then if, if it wasn't true, he'd still be saying like, "Well, I'm not lying. I'm not." Isn't he still like going around he's saying, saying this shit is true, lying. right? Yeah. So he turned himself in, but he's saying he's not. He's not lying. He went. He did an interview where he was like, "I'm not lying." <laughs> So Those, he, he's and, sticking to his story. I mean, this whole shit is just, it's, it's going to be another facet to this story next fucking week yeah. that's going to change our whole opinion about this whole it's narrative. It's going to keep so. going back and forth and back and forth. But my, my whole question was initially, though, if he did fake it, I wanted to know why what, would he do what, it? What would, what would be the motive? What would be the reason? Uh, clout. Really? <laughs> yeah, I got to get, <laughs> get the same. Clout. Like, like, there was a rumor that he wasn't being paid enough from yeah. Empire. He's getting over $100,000 an episode. Yeah, and plus they were already talking about killing off his character and whatnot. So that situation probably could have gave him the leverage to want to, you know. 20 grand? Oh, okay. Um, like, FIFA's like, telling me it's 20 grand. That's still, shit, a lot more money than I've ever seen. Is it 20 grand? Because I could have, when, when we looked it up, it said 125000 an episode. That's um, Taraji and uh, mm. Oh, the main acts. Yeah. Okay. So then that's probably... Hold on. Yeah, so yeah, like, like Somewhere I said, he, between wasn't, he wasn't getting paid enough. Got to get the clout, got to get the headlines b- back up so that he can get some more work or a better role on Empire or something, a better role with Fox or something. Really. But on Forbes, it says, police say Justice Smollett case was about money, but he earned an estimated 125000 an episode. I, I'm no, I don't know. I mean, he probably feels like... He's, he's, what he's source big, is that so. from? Forbes. Forbes. Okay, so if that's from Forbes, say he's making that much money. He wants more. He wants some, right? So he had to set up a whole fabricated <laughs> oh, oh, ass. And he set this up really poorly too, because I think in the it, it's in the, set up so fucking why, sloppy. Why wouldn't you? Just so funny wouldn't you make sure this shit is like sealed tight before you hit go and just get the shit beat out of you if you orchestrate this? Wouldn't you be like, if you're gonna say it's two white men, wouldn't you hire two white men? Why would you just hire two random Nigerian niggas to beat yeah. you up and like? like that you don't know very well at that, apparently, if they're snitching on you after, like, a couple days. I'm still, just for, and then they, they did this shit still for $3,500, yeah. which is, like, like seventeen five a piece, which is, like. It seemed very over the top, like, the noose, the bleach. Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, all this ex- overtly hateful shit. Yeah. Like, it was, like, and I initially, I initially, I ain't gonna lie, like, you know, like, we all initially, when we first heard it, we was all like, damn, that's fucked up. We, we like, we sent prayers to Jesse, we sent condolences yeah, to Jesse. We were convinced, you know what I'm saying? Weird, but you know what I meant. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then it's like, now it's like, it's like, dang, bro. Like, I think we're most so concerned with the ramifications of all this shit if it yeah. does turn out that it's all fake. Speaking of that, wasn't there, who's the woman that you sent me the video of? Amanda? Amanda, um, Amanda Seals. Amanda Seals. And she made a video basically talking about what what was she saying exactly so basically she was like well from the first video from the first video of those six that she posted yeah. in that one post it was kind of like um she kind of didn't she agree was speaking with the fact. out against people saying that jesse is holding us back for doing what he did yeah yeah and what did she say like specifically so and she was like and then she brought up r kelly and said that r kelly's still walking around free so if that's not holding us back, then why do you guys think Jesse Jesse's lying about it, holding us back? He said, well, that's not making it any worse. Yeah. Basically, what's her argument? True. And then she said, like, that that's not what's holding us back. What's holding us back is black men not voting. Yeah, uh, what's, R, what? The whole R, R. Kelly situation and a bunch of other stuff, too. But everything besides Jesse. 
she said, that's, I, 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 I don't know. So when you sent me that video, I was just kind of like, this is weird. Like, I, I see what she's trying to say, but I don't know, man. Just because it's like a red herring. Yeah. What Jesse did shouldn't hold us back or the LGBT community, but you can see the point that they're making, right? If you make, if you cry wolf yeah, and you fake true. like the biggest story of the year, the next time somebody, especially somebody that's not as famous as Jesse, yeah. says that that happened, they're going to be like, nigga, you yeah, how we, yeah, yeah that's, the, that's the point I was making. He yeah. set a bad precedent if it indeed is all fabricated. He set a very, very horrible standard for people who may experience yeah. this in real life. And he's yeah. just giving more fuel to the right, like the extreme right who are going to be like, see, see, see what they already say that let the left lies about everything. Yeah. So I'm like, look at this. This is like concrete proof. If if it comes out that he's convicted that he did this, he fabricated this, man, like. So how much jail time would he get, like, or, like, is he protected to get if, if it does, like, if any, like, if, you know what I'm saying? Like, I have no idea. I know it's a felony charge, but that's yeah, all for, I Yeah, for know. filing a fal- false re- police report, yeah. right? Wasn't, like, three, seven years? I don't, I three, don't seven know. years? I don't, I don't know the details. Something like that. three years. But yeah, I just man. hope, I just hope for the sake of the population, the black gay population especially that this is not i would hope he's not this, lying that he's not lying for their sake especially because yeah. of the, the consequences they will, might have to deal with from this point moving forward yeah if anything you know what i'm saying yeah i'm gonna wait to we'll, let's wait to see the conviction but let's hope he's not lying and if he's not lying let's hope that he doesn't get wrongly convicted yeah you but know yeah, what i'm saying crazy story what's up next man so next we got the the other big news from last week r kelly oh shit <laughs> oh yeah, ten ten charges. Ten was it sexual? It was ten charges sexual of assault, sexual assault. Sexual yeah. assault, and a couple of those women were alleged to have been underage at the time. Like yeah. two of them. Yep. Yeah. I know you have a lot of opinions on R. Kelly, Jalen. What do well, you think about this? I mean, so, shit. Nah, that cool, cool, fuck it. So like, <laughs> R. Kelly basically like. I think the like he is an individual who's had a very fucked up life and turned out to be a very fucked up person. Mm. Um, and like you know, I didn't watch the whole documentary because I, I like I watched like part of the first episode and I was like I can't really take no more of this shit. Mm. Like for the same reasons that uh um Mike expounded up on earlier, like yeah. just the quality of the film too is bad. Plus, it's just it's like for me watching that kind of content, it's like. And like after seeing just the first couple of minutes, a lot of people was like, "Oh, you're like, no okay, I get the idea." Yeah, like you know what I'm saying. So like I saw that, and then you know I got a lot of backstory on his life and the fact that he was molested like from the ages of seven to fourteen and stuff like that, and like yeah. knowing how that can play on the psychology of an individual and how that can influence the deviant behavior that he carried out on others. Not saying that he still didn't have to make the choice. I'm not making any excuses, but I am gonna um, put in context his mindset and the trauma that he experienced as a child, mm-hmm. and so and like what was done to him. Um, um, I think it was said that it was done to his sister as well, or something like that. His like, brother, his sister did it to him and his brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know what I'm saying? Like it was, it was like a pattern of like this, this very fucked up behavior, I feel you, man. But once you, at a certain point, once you get to be like 26 and shit, obviously just stop fucking with teenage girls. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's just like, it's just like, <laughs> like but yeah, he's still wrong for what he did. And he should be in jail. And now I think that they'll lock his ass up for real. Like now I think he's going to jail. Yeah. Because, like, yeah, that documentary, all it did was make the iron hot again yeah. to get his ass. Yeah. I yeah. said, well, I, see, I didn't think he was going to stay. I thought he was going to uh, watch the documentary and be like, all right, I need to leave the country. Because what does he so need too. to stay for? He doesn't need to, like, get any more fucking money from America. He he worldwide, this, he should have just left. But, hey, he got fucked up. He, he got fucked. Do y'all he think stayed that, and uh, he's going to get charged. Do y'all think that R. Kelly can come back from this? 
No. Uh, no, I don't. I think he's fucked. And yeah. I think he should just he should just be quiet. Like, if he doesn't go to jail or whatever, if he doesn't want him going to jail, I think he should just lay low for the rest of his fucking life. Like, limit the public appearances as much as possible because you have been publicly crucified in the eyes of a lot of people. And a lot of people are not fucking with you and will never fuck with you again. Yeah. So my best advice to him would be just to stay low mm-hmm. and... Be happy that if you don't go to jail that you didn't get fucking locked up. I guess if, if it's him, be just be grateful that you didn't get locked up if he doesn't want him getting locked up. And just don't add any more fruit to the fire because no matter what you say, your image is permanently fucked, in my opinion. His yeah. image is permanently I fucked. I heard the police were waiting for him like at the studio. Like like after he left the studio, he went straight to jail. Damn. Damn. So, I mean, yeah, they, they, they on his yeah, ass yeah, now. Yeah, he he's over with. He's it's over with. Yeah, what do you nah, think? I don't think he can come back from this. Yeah, like, there, there isn't any because Jalen. I mean, Rollin, didn't you send a? Uh, didn't you send out something about how he was like flirting with his hairdresser? Yeah, there's new something like that. that Noel, I don't know. Well. Something like that. I'm not sure. But. Yeah, he was very persistent with um, his hairdresser. Imagine who, who else yeah. could he have tried to get? with. Oh yeah, like is that the one that he um that was, he was alleged to like? That's what he is that the person that he like. Left his DNA on. He left his DNA on, as he put it. Is that that person? Because I don't know that. So, Man, is that that person? Like you know that story where I showed you where it was like he said one of the girls alleged that they got involved in something, or she rejected his advances, and then like he like masturbated on her or some shit. Like I read that. Yeah, I think I showed you that. You saw that? Yeah, that was that, that was that per- that was that woman, right? Yeah. See, that's that weird deviant shit I'm talking about. Like that's just you know what I'm saying. Like you can't explain that type of shit to me. So for yeah. that shit, he's a he's a sick individual who. Needs to be locked up, and yeah. like they said, his bond at one million, and one million dollars, which Something he can like that. he could probably sneeze that shit out of his fucking wallet. Like that's I mean, not yeah, a, he'll he'll be free for a few for a few months, but nah, his career over with. Yeah, his career been over with, his, and his image is permanently tainted in my opinion. I don't think he can recover from that shit. Yep. And yeah. now the next, geez, three criminals lined up back to back. The next person we're gonna be talking about is. Takashi six nine. Oh yeah, good old six nine. Yeah, y'all gotta have to fill me in on this on the details because I don't know the X's and O's of this case. <laughs> yeah, like we that, all know Ra. He doesn't really like six nine at all. You don't so, really like, fuck with six. I don't follow him. Follow like, him I don't give him energy like that. I really don't. So you know what happened to him though? Like you know about how I he's, know. He's, he's, yeah, I know he's snitching and shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, DX News reported that six nine at this point in time, it's reported that he m- most likely will not receive any jail time. He may get out as soon as January twenty twenty. Damn. For snitching, or, or maybe for com- even, completely cooperating with the feds. So yeah, even his, sooner than that, we'll see. Yeah. So his whole his whole fortune and turned around because he just yeah. starts snitching on every fucking body. Which y'all can't be surprised that he's snitching on people. I'm not surprised. Like what I'm is it like? Because like even the, his whole gimmick, it was a gimmick he was portraying. He's not in these streets for real, and everybody knew that for the most part. I think it's just like when when it came out that he was snitching everybody, I was just like. All right, like he's yeah. he's he's not a he's not so about that street. Say shit. he gets out twenty twenty next year January. Yeah, you think he can come back from this? Honestly, do you? I don't. I don't know. Bro. I like, think he like, could come back. He from could this, come back bro. from it because I don't know if he was ever that far into the fucking hole. Was he ever that dead in the water where we just like, oh well, where I people were just like, fuck him? Up. Yeah, I mean, true, but people are starting to see it that way now that the reports are coming out that he's yeah. about to be a snitch because yeah. like. Think about it like this. What other rapper do you know goes to jail and then snitches on their entire crew? That, that this is like this this we'll is see, this is pretty big in my opinion. That's the thing. You think do you think like the average kid listening to six nine is gonna give a fuck that he's snitching? Like the average ten yeah. year old kid. They probably don't even know what the fuck you're talking about. Like the average yeah. white kid, I'm like, 
free six nine. I don't know. They don't they don't care, bro. Like I feel like I don't know. So it's not really set a precedent for like how you can really just come in and finesse the whole game and just act yeah, fake as shit. And, and that's the scary part about the future of the hip hop. Yeah. The fabrication of yeah. a lifestyle. He came in, Hell yeah. got rich, then he got caught up, got a lot of people locked up, and now he may get out and they're fucked. Yeah. And uh, plus wasn't he the one that was somewhat in charge of this whole Rico case? I don't know about all that. Now, I, I, you have to clarify that for me because I don't know about all that. Because, like, there were stories saying that, um, okay, so remember that the Chief Keef hit. That he okay, tried, yeah, I remember. Yeah. The Chief Keef hit. He's one of the people that's in custody. Or oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, if anything else, though, even if he gets out or whatever, if anything, he might still get hurt in these streets, though, because he did cost a lot of but people. He, he's going to be protected by witness protection. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, oh, yeah, that was out. another thing I was going to ask. Do you think he should go into witness protect? Hundred percent. Yeah, for yeah. his sake. Yes, I mean, but is he going to be able to pull it off though? Because keep man, in mind, he I, got two hundred six nines on his body. Hey, man, he's going to be recognizable literally anywhere. He he needs to hire a bunch of security. Yeah, like and whoever, just, and just mob around everywhere he goes for the rest of his life. Like I think that's what he's going to do, bro. He's going to mob around with just a bunch of security, still cracking jokes and still trying to make music until he just gets killed or something. I feel like he doesn't. Get, he's going to come out day one and like make a meme. And joke I feel about like he it. would do that. Yeah, he's he gonna is, be on some petty shit. And still make some that. music. Man, are are we gonna listen to that? I, shit, I mean, I, I never listen. I mean, but I, do I think his fan base will alienate him necessarily. Maybe, Man, maybe, I or maybe know not. Who maybe. Want six nine to just be free and just want to listen to his his music. And that's his core. So fan I think base. the people that were listening are still gonna listen. They're gonna think that shit was funny because like it wasn't like the hardcore gangsters were listening to his shit in the yeah, first place. Yeah, yeah. They're they're not gonna change what's going on one way or the other like i said the average 10 year old kid is just gonna be like oh cool six nines out and just go cop his latest fucking single so do you think he'll be able to like pull off a tour in the next decade um at like at the if he never gets above the point he's at now then no because i think yeah you think yeah <laughs> yes. explain why Ooh. i think people would go for the novelty of it man the novelty, people that yeah. like memes and shit i guess i, I think guess they would go because it's funny I guess, like, I guess for know. his first tour, then yeah. his first tour out, oh. then yeah. Okay, so yeah, maybe he's like big I might overseas. give you the first tour. Yeah, he's like big overseas too, so yeah. they don't definitely don't give a shit. God damn, this shit is sad. Yeah, this nigga, this nigga's big. We gonna yeah. see what this happens because this is a very interesting case in hip hop. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see what he does if he gets out, if he just lays low, or if he just keep being himself what advice would you give him if you could talk to him if you could be like if you when he when he comes out of this case and he's watch his hands with it what do you say like but i think you should continue putting out music and still be on the same shit <laughs> that you like, were on before I'd or be like, man if i was you i would go to mexico first off <laughs> he's got another country to go to man yeah. so <laughs> yeah me personally he should just bust it straight to mexico start a new life there and he's straight man. that's that's it but would mexico be far enough mm. I mean, yeah. He, I mean, yeah. He, he might could just he might could just go back to the life he had, or yeah. like I don't know. He might could like you say he could start a new life under his real name. He could just totally change his lifestyle. He can totally change his life. My question would be like, I don't know if he would come back and still be on the same raw shit he was on before all this shit happened. Some people think he's just gonna pick right back up where he left off, and I'm saying I don't think that'd be a smart move. I feel like he would do it though. <laughs> I feel like he would do it just because he's fucking defiant and he's petty and he's just because just yeah, he's, he's just mean, now, so he don't give a fuck. He's a mean. And, and plus, once he sees the paycheck from his his last album sales, then that might be enough inspiration for him to like. Did his album do that great? I mean, yeah, it, it did pretty great. Unfortunately, it did, it did pretty 
decent amount, yeah. It, it got like I don't know. What it got it? hundreds of millions of streams. I think which, it, I, which I'm not surprised. He's I'm, I'm, really pre- I'm pretty shit, sure but. it was in the six figure range in the first week. What's your advice for six nine? Give him some closing. I advice. just I just told you. I said I I think you should just I think he should just lay like you said. I agree with you. Just like I think low. you should probably just lay low. You should definitely probably not come back and start up the same shit. Be on the same wave that you were that got you all fucked up uh-huh. in the first place. And even if he wants to continue rapping. I would advise maybe like a slight change of gimmick or something yeah. like that. But even then, though, people are gonna be like, "Oh hell no, nah, nigga!" Like you really phony as fuck now because you started off one way and then the the life that a true portraying and trying to affiliate, affiliate yourself it got you fucked up. And then you snitching everybody and you got exposed as not this street dude that's about this life. And then you're gonna come back and rap again and then you're gonna change your gimmick slightly. So now people just see you as a meme and you're just a character. You're like you're not even real mm-hmm. to people anymore. You know what I'm saying? Did y'all hear that um that song that he dropped with academics? academics? No, I did not. Yeah, that hear shit that. was trash. I didn't. <laughs> please spare horrible, me. Man. Spare me, please. I, I don't didn't hear, hear that, that song. <laughs> it sounded a lot like the fucking, you know that song he did when he was just speaking Spanish. It uh, sounded like that, like just a lot of auto tune and shit. Yeah, I what would... do you do? Did you see? Uh, Mimik was like, stop capitalizing off this nigga. Like he's snitching. Did y'all think if you were academics, would you still put out the song? If I was academics, I mean, what? Okay, well, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know much about like him or like what he does or whatever. But like, what incentive would he have from y'all since y'all follow him? What incentive would he have to keep promoting him just for views for the? Well, he I put mean, out he, the song because he was like, I spent a lot of money on it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I this still want to get money. You talking about the song, the song that he's on with Six Nine? Yes. And I think six I mean, yeah, he's probably promoting it because he's on it. And Six Nine's supposed to be his best friend, right? Oh, oh not, shit! Not, not, at the time, not really. for a long time, they was very close. I mean, yeah, that was hanging out every day. And man, they was very, very close, man. <laughs> they were best friends. They were goddamn, man. And he still made six nine drop bands on that verse. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, I thought they were there if they were that close. Yeah, I was about to say, how much did he pay then? Because yeah, well, that's what I. But would you know. release the song with the backlash that that he's getting? I mean, would you still like release it, or would you be like, right, let me hold off on this? Okay, so let's let's take a look at it from an academic standpoint. So like we all know, academics is a journalist, but he also has this this uh, this low act uh, alias type of thing that he's yeah. trying to like create and like build up. So. From a business standpoint, I would have to put out that song so that the Lil Ack character can get some, like, some clout or whatever. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. From his perspective, I mean, I guess it would just make, logically, just looking at it objectively, it makes more sense for him to promote it just because he's on the song. Yeah. yeah. So that just, you know what I'm saying? Like, But, like, the if, timing of it was kind of weird, though. Yeah. I mean, I mean, and I then wish, it's, I wish he could have, like, dropped it earlier, but. It's whatever. It is also that kind of like catch me too. Like, do you want to be affiliate affiliate with this motherfucker right now, or do you want to just drop the song just because you want that extra attention that'll come with being on a song with Six Nine? I would Honestly, put out I the song. Been catching you would? Lately. I would put out the song. Why? Because I spent money on the song. Was it true? <laughs> Fuck that. Fuck him. Oh yeah, yeah. I'd be like, man, we got like a little little characters and shit all already drawn up for the music video. I'm definitely true. putting out the song. Yeah, okay, I can see that. You Fuck you invested that. too much to pull out right now. So fuck yeah. it. Yeah. Fuck it. So, but as far as yeah, the Kashi has six nine as a whole, as a whole like gimmick or an artist or whatever, I don't really You're see him. him. I, I don't, I don't fuck with him initially, but I don't see his career lasting that much longer. Him being this hot for that much longer, I think he had an extended period of his like he had like fifteen minutes of fame, thirty minutes of fame. He, you know? no, man. Well, he, he was, was hot for a minute. He was hot for. He was. Hot for he was very hot, but he was mainstream. He was mainstream, but now I think that like I think I just think his, the steam is out of his sails now, though. Like I think it's just I don't know. I don't. 
I don't think he can have a long lasting career. Me neither. Like I don't. I think, I think Bobby Schmurder got a better chance of like getting on like the top fifty Billboard his own than six nine. Yeah. Yeah. When Bobby Schmurder, when yeah, but when Bobby comes out, it's gonna be a big deal. Because people are exactly. rooting for Bobby to win. People exactly. are necessary. People are not in mass generally rooting for Takashi to win because he snitched and he pr- basically portrayed a gimmick and he wasn't really about the street shit. And real street motherfuckers knew that, but. That's why I think like people everybody should have knew that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Well, except the little kids, the little motherfuckers who was listening to him. I don't him. think they know it one way or the other. I don't think they care. Well, then that'll be his fan base. Then yeah. people 12 and under. There you go. Will be his fan base. Would then. you have snitched oh, Lord. if you were yeah, six nine? Uh, yes, <laughs> yes, I would have snitched. I'm not going down for none of them motherfuckers either. No, <laughs> you. No comment on that one. But like, <laughs> my life is at stake and stuff. So you going to prison? I'm snitching. Are you snitching, Honestly, Come on, be serious. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, yeah. If I was six nine, yes, would you I have snitched? Six, I don't condone snitching, but if I was six nine, man, if I was in the situation, if I had fucked up that badly, hold up, man. I don't condone they prison. Were, they were fucking his wife, his girlfriend, his baby mama. <laughs> they were finna kill him. <laughs> oh, they was finna kill him. They was plotting. Come on, bro. Yeah, I'm snitching. I would have snitched and went to Mexico. Yeah. If I, I was 6'9", but I wouldn't have been in that situation in the first place. Yeah, no, we wouldn't have been in that situation. But just if I was in his shoes right now, he, I definitely understand why the Because I would have known I was just a meme. And I would have been like, oh, uh. <laughs> he took himself. <laughs> yeah, do, y'all think he takes himself seriously, though? Like, you, like, Bro, you lie I think to yourself. Sometimes, I feel sometimes like he, he does. He lied to himself long enough that he was like, I'm untouchable. So Yeah, and people, people just, people, the only reason he was untouchable because people really didn't take him that fucking seriously. I think that's why, no, he was untouchable because nobody was like. <laughs> We're not going to fuck with you, nigga. We don't, we don't even think it's, you really about hey, this man, shit. Instagram has been kind of dead since he got locked up, though. Uh, y'all niggas crazy. <laughs> I mean, we, we're really just missing him. Yeah. I'm and, good with with or without him. I could care less. But I, I, I definitely understand why the fuck he snitched. Because your life is at stake. He shouldn't have put himself in that situation. Yeah, yeah. But, but hey, I wish him the best. I do wish him the best, though. Yeah, but, I, hey, I, I, I do hate seeing him go through that. Yeah. He put himself through it though. True. Like shit, you you gotta you gotta suffer the consequences of the shit. The energy you put out is the energy that came back to your ass. Like straight up, he was talking all that bullshit. Hey man, but then he might be getting out in like less than twelve months. Well, that's what I'm saying. Even if he comes out <laughs> so with the W, did he win? Did he win? If he comes out, and- I mean, yeah, he won because you didn't go to fucking prison. You did win, but it's like for your career in the long run, is it a stain on your career? Hell yeah, mm-hmm. I think so. It's definitely an L for your career because. Mm-hmm. Like, like you know, things people people that are better than him, in my opinion, come and go so quickly. So it's like his, like you know, what I'm saying, like all this shit yeah. is not helping his case to stay in the game. I feel like, yeah, uh, exactly, yeah, exactly. I, why like. I don't, I don't see his career standing that long. You know what well, I'm saying? But um, we'll see. Speaking of speaking of six and I, okay, so we know we know Rod doesn't support six and I. We know I don't really support six and I that much. But who do we support? Th- that much like that's coming up not even just coming up like who would you put as your top three favorite yeah, rappers yeah, yeah let's get into that every week or every time we do the podcast we want to break it up into a few different sections and one of them is going to be us doing top three between each three of us of, of a random category relating to anything um and so we wanted to start off with top three rappers just because you know it's dead in hip hop, man. Dead yeah. in hip hop. You got to know who we're fucking with. You got to yeah. know who we're listening to. I surprised time. myself with my list, but I'm, who wants to go first? You can go ahead. I don't, I don't want to go first. All right, Damn, man, come on. Let me go first then. All right, Nemo. So I'm going to do it like a countdown, all right? So number three. All right. This is going to surprise a lot of you, but it's Tech 9 
Oh shit! Yeah, bro. Listen, Tech Nine is an underground OG mm-hmm. for sure. Like we're okay. So we're talking about okay. We we see we often see rappers with dyed hair and stuff like that. Yeah. For me, Tech Nine was the first one to ever do that, or he was the first one that I saw to do that, and he was getting criticized by the radio and by other people for that. So when Tech Nine went that underground that underground route, he just opened up his own label way back in the day, Strange Music, and you know he he did it like like I I show you guys a post that he made like last week or something where he said I can sell out a ten thousand mm-hmm. a ten thousand seat uh, venue, but I'm not on radio, I'm not on TV, mm-hmm. I'm just doing yeah. this because they fuck with me. Yeah, yeah. make your case. I want. For the people that's listening, I want them to vote or like tell us who won, like who has the best top three list. Okay, cool. Y'all can do that. Do that. Yeah. So, so your case for so yeah, let, you know, what, let's do three. Let's go around and do three, and then two, and then one. Yeah. And also, here's another another point I want to make about Tech Nine before we move on to Huey's number three. Tech Nine's second fastest rapper of all time. Don't talk to me about Ski Mads. Don't talk to me about Busta Rhymes. Don't talk to me about Eminem. Who's the first fastest? The first fastest is without a doubt Tongue Twister. Okay. Okay. Yeah, y'all don't know Twister because he's retired now. But I know Twister. <laughs> I know Twister, bro. Don't know. I know Twister. Nigga, dog. Younger, Hold up, dog. Younger than both of us. I know Twister, bro. <laughs> All right, okay. Twister is a goat. So that's who your that's who the first one is. Yeah, Techno. Techno. Your case is because he's like a trendsetter, basically. Yeah, he's he's kind of like right. an underground trendsetter. So in wait, my wait so just a quick question: What do you like about like what are some of your favorite like music wise and flow wise? Like, what do you like about him? Like, what makes, what makes him in your top three? Top three. Okay. All time now, shit. Okay, All time, the, this look, analyze this man's handwriting ability. Well, not handwriting ability. <laughs> analyze his songwriting ability is what I mean. Because okay. like, Tech Nine, is, he's a lyricist. He's a fast lyricist. He gets out so much within a verse that you're just like, what is going on? Like, Facts. This, can you hear everything he's saying the first time? Yes, yeah, he's. You can. He, you can hear him clearly as fuck. He don't be gibbering. But do you catch it though? Do you be like, oh shit? Yeah, you do. You sometimes you do catch it. Sometimes you do have to like. I think I just listen slow. Then yeah, yeah. Sometimes you got. <laughs> I got to listen to that shit a couple of times before I'm like, all right. Yeah, I like, gotta pause it and like be like, oh, and then press play. Yeah, because like, Tech Nine's discography is is crazy. Like, I don't know. <laughs> so then, why do you think he's not been like? So why hasn't he like? I mean, I, it's, it's probably several factors as to why he's not viewed in such a way. But, like, in your personal opinion, why do you think he's been kind of under the radar then if, in your opinion, he, he's like this GOAT? All right. So, keep in mind, underground OG, Tech 9 is, like, 50 or something. He is, yeah. So, obviously, he, he's not going to be, like, popping in, like, our, our mainstream uh, sources or whatever. But, like, yeah. he, he's still paving the way because, like, I mentioned Ski Mask earlier. Tech Nine is one of Ski Mask's uh, influencers, mm-hmm. other than Busta Rhyme. Yeah, and let's talk about Hobson too. Hobson was definitely. one. Yeah, Hobson was one of his. Um, no, Tech Nine is definitely one of Hobson's uh, influencers. I I guess in my opinion. Plus, Tech Nine eventually brought him on the Strange Music, not really onto his label, but you know, Hobson had those features. I know. I know. Am you know, I a psycho? Yeah. Yeah, that's my shit. That's just hard. That's, like, shit, that's your hardest fuck. Like. I don't know. Tech Nine, he just doesn't get he's the credit. Fine. He he doesn't get the credit he deserves. Okay. You want to go next? 
All right, fuck it. Since he, he didn't, <laughs> shit, I got, I got two guys. I just want to hear who your third is. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, it's the same three I said. Like, okay, so my third is yeah. like, and I struggle with this just because, like, like I said, he is like, it's his song making ability that I love so much. Even though technically as a rapper, I don't find him to be like he's an above average rapper. Okay, and like this is an unpopular opinion, so I already got one. All right, but he, uh, <laughs> I got, I gotta say, Kanye's my third. Kanye has three because. It's like as in as a technical technically as a rapper, I can think of people who are better lyricists and might have a better flow than him. Yeah. Um. But I like I said, I do think he's an above average rapper, and he does have like a lot. Like he's one of the few producer turned rappers whose verse you're actually looking forward to hearing. Like you want to hear a Ye verse when he's on it. Like people are actually tuning in to hear what he's gonna say. Wait. Mm-hmm. So Kanye's number three. He's, he's my number third. Mm. He's my number oh. three. Oh. So and it's like really it's it's his whole artistry that I'm a fan of. You know what I'm saying? Like his song making ability, he has great song making ability. Yeah. So I can't deny the fact that I've listened to this man's music a million times. I grew up with it. He, in my opinion, his discography, at least three of them are classics. Yeah. At least three classics. And <laughs> he it's said at least three. At least three. So it's like that's why he's in my top three more so for his overall creativity and song making ability rather than just his specific rapping ability yeah. yeah kanye kanye's albums are always an experience and that's why he's he's in my top 10 he's in your top 10 yeah like it's hard not to put him in that all right you know so who's your number three Huey? i wanted to go third because i feel like mine's is like the most unlikely of the three. <clears throat> oh well you know what this is number four because i'm doing four three two because i'm number one Ugly. Ugly. <laughs> all right come so, on now so so number four my number four pick guess um okay logic I was going to say, I was going to give me yeah, a chance. Yeah. Ooh, I got to go for logic. logic. Simply for the fact. <laughs> <laughs> simply for the fact. Hey, man. Simply for the fact that um, I value storytelling, like, very highly. Mm-hmm. And then I'm not as much of, of a music, like, nerd as you guys. I don't, you, you already know that. <laughs> but for me personally, I just, like, I value being enveloped in a good story overall mm-hmm. more than anything else. And I'm, he's my number three simply for the fact that Incredible True Story and Under Pressure are two of my favorite rap albums. Those are all, those are his best time. albums. So those are his better albums, yeah. I got to put him as number three. There was like a whole like six months where I was listening to mostly just that album. Well, those two albums. So I got yeah. I got to put him as number yeah, those three. Those albums were crazy for me. Those albums landed him in my top five for a long period of time. Yeah. I never got into him like that. But and anybody listen, you got to remember, we're 21. I'm 21 yeah, years we're all old. 21. Rod's oh, 21. I'm only 20. And Nemo's well, we're, we're 20. peers. So, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Of course, our list is going to be like, you know, the older, you know what I'm saying? The older generation is going to be looking like, motherfucker. We wasn't walking to school listening to that every day. You know what I'm saying? But it's, You know, I don't have to apologize for my list, man. Yeah, I don't have to apologize for my shit. You know, you don't. Logic is number you don't. three of all time, man. Fuck. And that's and that's your list. And that's your that's list. My list. That's your list. And everyone over there shaking their like, head. <laughs> and we expected that. That's why we, I looked at him. I was like, oh shit. But yeah, I was man. like, hey, fuck, fuck it, man. It, man. It's your list. I'm saying it with confidence. Logic is the third best rapper. Oh yeah, and that's how you should feel. Of all time. Oh yeah, and and and, and tell him like and tell him about that. <laughs> tell him about that young Sinatra series. Yeah, man. He, why he's young your Sinatra. favorite, number three favorite of all time? I think he's just really good at constructing albums, and I feel like. When it comes to like stringing together some like clever lyrics and some clever words, hey, he's he's guy for me. He's he's got number third number three spot. All right, so let's circle back around. Nemo number All two. Right. Number two. I think I'm, my list is gonna win so far. <laughs> okay. All right, number two for me is Tyler the Creator, right. just because of uh, 
I guess, the influence he had on me as a teen. And I don't know, he just holds a special place in my teenage years. And he was really, like, one of the – he was really, like, the first very raw lyricist on the internet from that internet era. And Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, in my opinion. So, like, if we we look at his older stuff in his catalog, you can see where the growth comes from. Because, like, nowadays, people look at Flower Boy – as a whole, as his best. Yeah, they look at Flower Boy as as his best because it s- sonically is his best. I believe so I too. I think so too. And I I don't really like Tyler like that. Did you oh, listen no. to the album? Yes, I listened to the fucking album. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like Tyler like that. He just I don't know. He, he just I don't know. I like him as a personality, but music wise, he's nah. I can't do it. Yeah, for for me, except w- for his last album was pretty good. But yeah, for me, it was just um the imagination and the creativity that he would put into his albums at such an early age. Because, like, this man was 19, vividly describing stuff that he didn't even live. And he would make it sound very good, very clever, or at least in my ears it would. And plus, on top of that, he was making all of his beats, too. So that was also pretty impressive for me. Mm Mm-hmm. I agree with you on a lot of those points because, you know, I'm also a Tyler fan. You know, like, I meet you there with that. But he's not in my top five or in my top three. Looking past his music-making ability, he also has a very big imprint on the cultural influence that he makes. Because look at all the kids in L.A. What what do they dress like? Who do they dress like? Tyler. Tyler, the creator. Exactly. Like, I don't know. He brings that that California feel. That that, that California feel back of, like... Rocking the collar shirts and the Hawaiian shirts, like on an everyday basis. Like people were making fun of people who would wear loud shirts, but now you see everybody wearing loud stuff. Yeah, he made a lot of stuff that was considered, to be honest. Especially he he spoke for a lot of black kids who you know related to that kind of thing, like black skateboarder kids and a lot of kids who felt like oh they weren't black enough because they you know listened yeah, to this the, type of music or they wore this type of clothing and stuff like that. He made that cool for black kids to wear. Exactly. Like, I will, I will. give you that exactly. And plus, like there wasn't really a voice like that in yeah. the mainstream. Yeah, yeah, but it's his music. I best, think his music so. is good. All right, well, who's your number two? My number two all time is Tupac Shakur. All right, and Tupac Shakur is my number two all time because. Tupac had a certain like energy and cadence that is just you can't that that shit can't you can't fake that kind of shit you know what I'm saying yeah. and like I said aside from him like I haven't even gotten to his rapping ability but just his overall cadence and energy and his you know what I'm saying all that he has that he had that it you know what I'm saying like it, there would never be another Pac but him as a rapper of course he's a lyricist of course I love his flow um, and I think that what he his his lyrics and his lyricism is what makes me a huge fan of his because yeah, he actually has something story to say. Yeah, Storytelling and sure. revolutionary talk and actually bringing knowledge to the people who, who otherwise may have been unaware. Pop brought that. You know what I'm saying? So And it's like, I know it's like he's in everybody's top five and he's in everybody's top three. And a lot of people I feel like are pressured to put him in the, to their top discussion of rappers. I personally just have him in my top two because of his lyricism, what he stood for, his authenticity. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He's authentic as fuck like across the yeah. board as far as our categories yeah, so he, he that always man puts in like such raw emotion you know what i'm saying yeah you just feel him you know what i'm saying you just feel pop through the fucking rhymes he spits you know what i'm saying yeah like you just it's a certain energy that he brought and like you he could party with you he could be political with you you know mm. what i'm saying you can go out and have a club to tupac or you can like be on like some more conscious knowledge seeking stuff and yeah. still listen to tupac you know what i'm saying he was very diverse with his content too yeah. so for all of those reasons man pac is one of my top two favorite rappers ever 
I love Tupac too, but he's another case where like for me, I think I like his personality and like what he stood for as a person. Yeah, better than I like his music. Fair. Probably just for the simple fact that I didn't really grow up with it, like you know. But you know, I can't deny that he's definitely one of the goats. But he, he's yeah, not in definitely. my top three. I, I don't know. So, so who's who's number two? Yeah, who's number, number two, two for me? J Cole. Good J Cole. Yeah, J Cole. One of the top second, dogs now. Second favorite uh, artist. He's a really dope lyricist. Uh, his albums are, for the most part, usually really good. You know, he's another one where like he can make some 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 uh, some hits. He also can have some really deep introspective tracks. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Lost I like I like what he stands for and like his movement in terms of not trying too hard to be so mainstream and just just pure. Lyrics, yeah. not his his production isn't always super flashy, so people, you know, they they say he's sleepy and shit like that. But to me, he's good. He's good at telling a good story. He's good with the double entendres. He he's just a good rapper. I, w- I would agree. I just think for me, like what hurts Cole with me is just like his uh, like the song making ability. Like some sonically, it might not sound that good to me, which is why I don't come back to it. But just like as far as his pen, his pen is strong as hell. Yeah. Like his rapping ability, I can't deny that. Like I will say, he's a very, really, really good rapper who is probably going to be great continuing at the great rate that he goes. Like a great yeah. rapper. Just for me personally, I just never got down with his. Like song making yeah. ability, like his overall ability to make some good song. Well, I, although me, I will say, KOD was my favorite project by him. Yeah, it was a re- very strong project, and then he just makes songs that for me I, I can relate to his point of view a lot. And I don't know, it just helps me to get into that mode of listening to the story and like just feeling him out. Yeah, the way Cole tackles certain topics is just it's just very unique to him, and it's 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 what makes it very pleasurable pleasurable for me yeah i'm interested to see okay now we're on the rounds of number one i'm interested to see on well i think i I might know yours i don't know if i know yours i don't know i don't really know Roz, but um my number one of all time is definitely earl sweatshirt boom yeah Yeah. this man for me you know there isn't there isn't a rapper that can express his emotions better with with pen better than Earl Sweatshirt. I I just fucking love the way he puts together his words to to tell a story and his his beat selection is smooth as always and man it's really just that MF Doom flow is just fucking crazy to me and the way he uses it to like explain what he's going through it kind of like opens up a lane for niggas like me that are always like depressed all the time but like <laughs> <laughs> but but like it's really not funny. I don't know why we all. Yeah, laugh. I don't know why we laugh. I mean, laugh at your depression, bro. Yeah, we all just <laughs> fucked up and depressed and shit. Damn. <laughs> well, well, shit. That's that's the reality. That's Earl's reality. Yeah. So it opens up a lane for me to be able to talk about that reality. You just can connect to him. You connect him the most. I connect to him the most. Okay. I feel that, and I, that's I, what I, makes him my my favorite rapper. Okay. Those are some solid points. I, I will agree. Like Earl, like I, I wasn't a big follower of Earl prior to listening to some rap songs, like the last album that he released. And I really like. I feel all that like from that one song, December twenty fourth. You know, it's my favorite track mm-hmm. of the whole album because that like Earl does really express emotion well. Um, and I, I have gone back and listened to a lot of his older stuff, and it's good. Um, it's just that like maybe that's not usually my temperament. So like, but I get how he connects with people who's usually in that temperament and in that, in that, in that uh, yeah. frame of mind, and I think that it's crucially important that he continues to like 
express that and be just be authentic. He's being authentic. That's really like he's yeah. just being authentically himself. You know what I'm saying? Like without trying to. And you can tell because it's like even with his last album, like the look, like you look at the album cover, you look at the title. It's very abstract and kind of like just yeah. simple. You know what I'm saying? But the content and the effort that he put into it, you can see it's there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm talking I def- about some rap songs. Yeah, like yeah. you know what I'm saying. So I definitely see Earl's appeal, and I think that he'll like a lot of people like under, especially a lot of underground people who listen to a lot of underground artists have Earl as one of the best out like you know what I'm saying I didn't know he was that popular until just recently I was like yo no Earl is considered a great rapper yeah. by a lot of people you know what I'm yeah, saying yeah and um I believe that to be I, I believe he's a good rapper um with um just raw and honest emotion that he uh puts through very well in his yeah. songs I like Earl a lot I just there was a, a phase in my life where I listened to him a lot like probably more than any other rapper but I just don't want to be that sad all the time <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying I just want to like, be that sad right now this nigga will make you fucking cry uh, it's like damn like and it's just yeah but like like I, I, I agree he does uh, do a great job of expressing himself yeah um it's on to my number one yep right? yep alright my favorite rapper of all time, my number six one nine. rapper of all time, definitely six nine, my nigga. Like, how the fuck did you know? My nigga is fucking six nine. Not nah, bullshit. He got the lyrics, bullshit. bro. Yeah, he he's got, got the hairstyle. Got the man. flow. And got it. the flow and everything, bro. Like Treyway, nigga. Treyway. All right, who's nah, but one? my favorite rapper besides of all time, six nine. besides six nine, um, is Andre three thousand. Mm-hmm. Andre three thousand is my favorite rapper of all time. Cause you look like him. Cause I look like him. <laughs> Cause I look like the nigga. We both Gemini's. My dad it's personal, is my nigga. It's my fucking uncle, time. nigga. It's personal. Okay. Nah, but like, um, he. I think he's just. He's one of the most creative rappers I've ever heard. You know okay. what I'm saying? Just the, the type of lyrics that he wrote, and he's eclectic, which I found like really interesting and like just innovative and stuff like that. And I felt like he's just. He was one of the rappers who not only rapped about his reality, but rapped a new one through mm-hmm. his art. You know what I'm saying? Like rappers always, you know. Are, like have the reason for like oh, I'm rapping about this because it's what I went through. And I'm like I feel like rappers also have the ability to rap a new reality, rap some new ideas, just put them out there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I feel like Andre 2000 was very adept at doing that. And then above all, he's just a cold ass lyricist. His fucking flow is impeccable on a lot of songs. Like if you listen to International Players Anthem, people know that Andre 2000 verse. Like you know what I'm saying? Like it's just certain like, and I think he's just and he never like he got big and he's critical acclaimed on this stuff. But you never really hear about him. He's very humble. He's very modest. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like he, like with his level of celebrity and acclaim, a lot of people with heads would be gassed the fuck up. And it's just his whole demeanor is just like he knows he's dope. And I don't think he ever think he needed validation from everybody else. But he accepts it yeah. and recognizes it as he, you know, he appreciates it. But also too, like I think with him as an artist, like I felt like. What only could hurt his case is though, like he hasn't really had a traditional solo project. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. You think he would have been as good without Big Boy? Uh, I think he. Could, I think could have. I think he could have because I think that the general consensus is that he's better than Big Boy. That's my opinion. That he's better than Big Boy, and that that album that they did. I think they did that double album to really show how. You know how each one each one of them would go about their solo albums because yeah. that's basically what it is. It's just a double package of two sol- separate solo albums. So when I listened to that, and then like growing up through middle school and, and like the earliest of high school is when I really discovered Outkast and I kind of fell in love with them as a group. And so just listening to Andre, it was just like a certain feeling that he brings again and just his wordplay and just like his his his, his eccentric style and like 
just everything that was different about him. You yeah. know what I'm saying? He never really as big as they got, he never lost himself. Yeah. So that's a part of what makes me what makes him my fa- my favorite rapper of all time. And just like I said, his flow and his lyrical ability and his pen and his storytelling ability is almost second to none in my opinion. Like I know like we have some great storytellers, but the art of storytelling parts one and two, that's just a master class in how to tell a story through rap. You know what I'm saying, in my yeah. opinion. So that man rep. is my goal. Got to rep for your dad, man. You know what I'm saying? Got to rep for the family members and shit. You dig what I'm saying? And it's yeah. like, yeah, he's my he's my number one. Just yeah. boom. All right, my number one. I got to go G-Eazy. Nigga, get the no, fuck, 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 fuck out of here. Yo. Nigga, don't play like that, bro, because I was going to get up. I was going to get up. That's why he was serious, too. I was going to get up. Listen, hold it was up. It worth it for the look on everybody's face. All right, okay. I, I think I know who it is, but I want you to say it. <laughs> all right, okay. My favorite rapper of all time, uh, in all seriousness, gotta go Ice Cube. I knew for it. Me personally, I fucking knew it. Because man, wh- he's Ice Cube. Man, he's got the greatest diss track of all time, in my opinion. One of no Vaseline, the greatest, <laughs> the greatest <laughs> diss track of all time, in my opinion. He, he, one versus four. It was great. I'll give you that. It was great. Now. It was greatest diss track of all time. Some of the greatest songs, just period of all time. Jacking for beats. One of my personal favorite songs. Um, he's a storyteller. I think I, I connect him so much because he just is a like he writes movies. So the way he goes about writing, I guess, is probably very similar to me. Yeah. Um. So he goes about it just like a lot of his greatest songs for me are just like t- talking about a day in his life, just what he's doing. But he just says it in such a way that's like, damn, this shit is just dope as fuck. <laughs> so that that it is what it is, man. I gotta go Ice Cube for my number one. Also, and, also hella authentic. Yeah. Never been about no yeah. fake shit. Ice Cube been true to himself since, uh-huh. but fucking four. And then when you see the movie, yeah. you'd be like, "Yo, Cube was the one." Yeah, like, I thought, it's you funny because I think I saw Ice Cube in movies first before I knew who, that he was a rapper. Really? Like, are we there yet? And shit. How fucking yeah, young are we? That's, that's how yeah. our generation is. Yeah. yeah, I knew him as a rapper first. I think I knew him as because I remember that episode from the Boondocks. I was like, "Why is this rap this actor's name Ice Cube?" I was wondering that. You showing your age like shit right now. Hey man, that was my experience. I was like, "All right, well." You saw Are We There Yet? It was like, who is this nigga? Like, you motherfucking talking about some America's most wanted nigga. He was on Are We There Yet? Fuck you. Yeah, because remember that episode from the Boondocks where like Gangstalicious said that Ice Cube was his favorite rapper. And Rob was like, the nigga that makes family music? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's my experience. Yeah. Finding out about him first. But then, obviously, as I got older, I discovered his music. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah. oh, this shit is very tight. Raw. What very was the first raw. song you remember hearing from Ice Cube? Probably uh, Fuck the Police. Like, no, I'm talking about just, just like a single. Him yeah, just himself. him. Just him, yeah. Uh, for me, it was... I don't know. Yeah, for me, it was Good Day. Good Day. Yeah, yeah. Straight no, up, yeah. it was Good it's Day. It's gotta be Good Day. It's gotta yeah, be Good obviously. Day. Because, like, that shit, man... It's a classic song. My dad just played that shit, played the shit out of that shit, like, yeah. when we growing up. So, I, I was like... I was like seven years old. I was yeah. like, damn, dude, who the fuck is this? And then <laughs> you, guys, you guys are making a good case for why my list is the best. Please c- continue. Talk I mean, about that's one person on your list. Dog. Okay, that's, so okay, so this is the final lock in our list. Say your top three. Top Rob, three from three from like three uh, to three to one. Three to so one. People can number know who three to vote is Kanye. For. Number th- my, my number three all time yeah. is Kanye. My number two all time is Tupac, and my number one all time is Andre Three Thousand. Okay, num- number three, Tech Nine, Underground OG. Number two. Tyler the Creator, uh, internet influencer. Number one, Earl Sweatshirt, raw lyricist, knows how to tell his emotion. All right. Uh, for so mine was number four, Logic. Number three, J Cole. Number one, no, number two, Ice Cube. Number one, 
Huey Revolution. <laughs> you sure you're not being a little bit biased? Nah, man, I'm not. No, it's not. It's not. No personal nah. feelings involved in that at all. <laughs> no, bro. God damn. He's fire, bro. I gotta check out Huey. <laughs> I gotta check out this nigga, man. For real, man. Sleeping on him. All right. So what we got for show and tell? So yeah. So we. This is the next segment we want to do called show and tell, which essentially, basically, we bring a random topic that a lot of people may not know about or talk about that we just want people to talk about more or at least talk about a, amongst ourselves a little bit more. Yeah. And so we each brought a topic. For this week, we told each other what it was going to be, but I think I didn't tell, we, I didn't tell y'all mine. Oh, shit. You oh, did. you didn't? We don't know well, his. We, we don't know Nemo's, but me and uh, Ra told each other, so let's get into it. Who wants to go first? Go ahead, Nemo. Oh. Uh, since you're the revelation, since motherfuckers. You're, since you're the, the variable that's undiscovered. All right. All right. Fuck it. So... Uh, my topic is kind of a bold statement, but um, yeah, the Atlanta hip hop scene is as diverse, if not more diverse, as the mainstream hip hop scene. And when I say mainstream, mainstream Atlanta. No, I'm not talking about what you hear on the radio only. Think about how we consume music nowadays. It's different. I'm talking about world star complex, double XL genius lyrical lemonade if you even want to get to that point i'm talking about that mainstream mm-hmm. so hip-hop in atlanta is as diverse if not more diverse than that than that scene and let me explain why because looking in the outside not only you you see the um the trap the trap artists they're doing their thing right now they're yeah. they're getting really big but atlanta's way more than that if you if you dive deep into underground atlanta you may find your next J.I.D., your next Erica Badu, your next Michael Jackson, your next J. Cole, your next Earl Sweatshirt, your next yeah. fucking Young Thug. Well, yeah, you're definitely going to find your next Young Thug. You said Michael Jackson. Well, <laughs> hey, I said, I said, I said you, you may. next Michael Jackson. You I might. mean, I'm not saying, I, you could yeah, I like right. that you one. might. Or Putting you could find someone very influenced off of him. There is a lot of talent out here. We know that. There's so you're bringing to show and tell the entire undiscovered music scene of Atlanta. <laughs> Can you name I drop like some it. artists? If you can't tell, we're obviously from Atlanta. All yeah. three of us. <laughs> so. All right. Uh, you said name drop some artists. Uh, yeah, shout them out. Because I don't know shit. All right. Coley Xavier. Coley Xavier. He's amazing. He's Man, he's got one of the most introspective mixtapes on SoundCloud right now. I promise you. Every one of his shows is an experience. You will, <laughs> you will be gravitated into what he has to say, because when he comes to a venue, he doesn't really like show his personality until he, the beat starts. Yeah. So like, uh, up until the beat starts, he's he's as quiet as calm as me on a bad day. But like, when when the beat starts, he turns into a whole another character. He he's kind of like if I had to like give a comparison, I would I would compare him to Kendrick Lamar. The way he writes and the way he expresses himself, the way he be changing his voice yeah. sometimes. So you're saying that we have the next, Kendrick all the Lamar. next great artists of all time. I mean, in it's potentially. I won't disagree. Potentially, I won't disagree either. Because potentially, it's a lot of I mean, you could find you you could find the next Kendrick Lamar in Atlanta if you look hard enough or if you got the right ear for that day. What I'm trying to say is like. We own this shit. Yeah, well, not only do we own this shit, but Atlanta, the Atlanta hip-hop scene is way more than just trap music. Yeah, because yeah, that's what's mainstream coming out of here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I, that's, that's a good point. And there's, a, and there's a lot of, like, underground talent that's, like, that is really good. Like, I, I went to um I went to a showcase, like, two weeks ago. I think I told y'all. Yeah, yeah, yeah we all went before oh, yeah. y'all came. The GSU show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, I think y'all probably got there maybe kind of 
towards when the show was yeah, we, we had to leave it. anyway but yeah. like when i was there and even at the, at the um at um devin Malik's event that we went to like it's a lot of young fresh talent out here like that are our peers and stuff like that um so i can definitely see what you're saying um but i'm gonna need you to send me that guy's music though because i don't i don't know him intensely like that i don't know him at all until you just mentioned him to be totally honest so well i know you've seen coley perform i know huey follows coley but uh let me expound some more on that um Actually, fuck it. Yeah, go back to you. I forgot what I had to say. <laughs> All right. Yeah, no, just send me yeah, his well, music. I won't disagree. So you want me to, you want me to go to next? Go, ahead. go yeah, next. ahead. Go ahead. You got it. Uh, okay. So what I brought to show and tell, my topic that I want to talk about is polyamorous relationships. I like that. Mm-hmm. Are you guys familiar? <laughs> yeah, Very I know familiar. It, I, know I was I was part of a love triangle for three years. Oh, that you got oh shit. Oh, Man, shit. There you go. Okay. Yeah. So I think um, when you're talking about... <laughs> Everybody just propped up looking at me. It's an interesting <laughs> ass topic, like, man. Yeah, I think people don't talk about it enough. And I, I don't know. I just wanted to bring it in here and see what you guys think about it. So I was I, I was researching a little bit, you know, this weekend. And I was watching a couple of videos on, like, what a polyamorous relationship is and stuff, right? And so it's, it's different from – some of y'all may be confusing it with, like, polygamy, but that's more, like, religious. Mm-hmm. Polyamory is, like, a social – it's 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 like an alternative to monogamy. Yeah, monogamy, one uh, significant other with one other significant other. You know, they rock together and they stay faithful and blah 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 blah. But with polyamory, put simply, and obviously I'm going to overgeneralize this because I don't know very much about that whole scene besides the videos and you know little stuff I researched. Um, it's having multiple partners. Right, mm-hmm, and it's mm-hmm. different from just being out here and just being single and just fucking Shacking a bunch up. of you know yeah. just fucking yeah. and shit. Because more often than not, it's going to be you are, um, you have a bunch of different individual relationships, and there's like four different main types. And so I'll, I'll just go down through them. So the first one is, uh, I forget the terms, so I'm just make up my own terms for them. <laughs> so <laughs> the first one is relationship number one. All right, so you say you. Have a significant other, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's called your primary, right? right. Okay. And both of y'all, um, you know, you mainly rock with each other. Like, you're going to go to each other's houses for holidays and shit mm-hmm. like that. But each one of y'all may also be dating a, num- a number yeah. of other people mm-hmm. that's outside of that relationship. And everybody's aware is the key component, too. Everybody yeah, knows yeah, yeah, about yeah, it. Okay. Well, yeah, the other, that would be be just cheating yeah yeah, both, <laughs> yeah both parties you know you're like girl i thought we was in a polyamorous relationship nah, yeah that's all uh, you know that's that's nigga talking nigga i'm polyamorous nigga i ain't cheating <laughs> nigga, i'm polyamorous nigga. all right so then the second one is the group so that's when say you have like four people okay they're all dating each other and they're all the primary quote-unquote to one another mm-hmm. mm, right so it's like a big love house yes <laughs> yeah basically. pretty much then the next one would be you um are essentially uh, you identify yourself as a single polyamorous person where you don't have a primary relationship and you are just basically dating a bunch of different other people without having just one specific person that you would go to and, you know, call, like, your main girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever. And then the last one that I saw was um, basically kind of like you may have uh, a primary of someone. or no, no. You may be one person's primary, and then they have. Hold up, I'm confusing myself. Hold up. <laughs> Goddamn, buddy. Goddamn. So it's basically like you are dating someone, right? Mm-hmm. 
and you may be like the other alternative i think is just you're the person that's dating the person that's in a primary relationship so you're not the primary person but you're you know along for the ride so to speak okay so and then there's ones where it's like communities where like uh you may have a bunch of different people that are living together where some of them don't um interact at all romantically mm-hmm. and some of them do and it's just kind of like that so you're saying like two people who like two people who aren't the primaries could start seeing each other in that kind of relationship like say like if you like say if you're dating you and a girl are dating each other mm-hmm. and then like somebody else that she's dating I'm like well maybe i don't know like so so what what i saw was that it's very fluid and in de- like it depends it's like you know as diverse as people like how you go about it mm-hmm. um so there's going to be different people that go about it different ways but i wanted to ask you guys firstly do you think you could do that? Like, could you be I in a polyamorous relationship? Shit, and do you think that should be the new the new standard? So wait, so I what? what so it's funny because I've recently learned a lot about um, polyamorous relationships in my um, sex and love philosophy class, and okay. we talked about it recently in my African American class that I have. Yeah, and so it's like. At first, before I learned about it intensively, I was I was of the opinion like I, I could probably never do this shit. Like you know, what I'm saying I could probably never do this shit. Yeah. And I'm not saying I would be able to 100 percent now. Yeah. I'm probably still leaning more towards just being monogamous. I think I could do it, man. But you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying like, but but that's why I was looking. How, at how I learned it is like okay, yeah, like you said, like it's just two people who are in a relationship, and yeah. then there are other people that they have relations with, and everybody's consensual and aware of this. Yes. Um. So. Do I think I can do it right yes. now? Could you seriously? No, no, no. Right now, at this point, I don't know if I'm at Why the point not? where I'm ready because, nigga, I'm selfish. <laughs> nigga. Like, <laughs> like I think I'm still just a little bit. Like, I, I just think like if you're, and I'm not saying I, I think I, I'm still, I'm still fleshing it out. I'm not saying I, I don't think I ever yeah. will. I'm just saying right now, I don't think I'm at that point yet because, in, in principle, there's nothing really wrong with it. Um, once you learn about it, um, especially as, as far as how people use it in their culture, because I know as far as like maybe the religious aspect of it, a lot of that's people say that's po- uh, polygamy. So those are these are They're totally different conferences. Things. Yeah. So wait, so then what's the main difference than other than religion being the purpose for the each one of them? Um, like principally, I don't what's get the difference? Into some like overgeneralizations, but more often than not, you'll see that as like one dude has just like a harem of women. That, oh yeah, that's yeah, 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 yeah. I'm yeah, no okay. expert on either okay. one of these topics, so. Obviously, I'm gonna get some stuff wrong, overgeneralized. So please correct me if you if you know. Yeah, no, you you're, you're right. You're right. Poli- po- that is more like one person. Just yeah, I'm just talking that. about socially. Yeah. So you know? I mean, and if like 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 we make the joke loosely, like motherfuckers being polyamorous relationships, well, when it's an orchestrated, <laughs> accepted thing, like it's yeah. it's it's the dynamic that everybody's cool with. Yeah, it's trying to be. Um. Yeah. Do I think I can do that right now? Probably not. I'm you probably not were, ready. You were in one before. You were in one. Of course. Yeah. I of can. course. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so yeah. you speak. Should I? I've never been in one. What was that experience like? Oh yeah, that shit was. It was trash on my end, but it was fun for her. You feel me? <laughs> she had. She had. To, that's also not funny. I'm sorry. All right. It's funny. Explain. It's funny. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. So, like, uh, the, the question was, would I ever do that again? No, yeah, I, would I, I you? Can't, no? I can't put myself through that pain again, bro. Nah, fuck what all that. What if you just had a bad experience? That's what I'm scared of, goddamn. I'm scared <laughs> of but, but if you go into it, well, okay, what was the, well, no, nah, I don't want to get too personal. What was, it, what was it like? Okay, so. Yeah, what was it like, though? So, like. What situ- sort of situation were you in? I was, okay, so here's how my situation was. We had already been, like, dating for about two years or whatever. Yeah. And I was already under the impression that I was in love with her at the time. So, 
Man, there was a bunch of shit that that was going downhill. Now I'm thinking back on it, but Dang. but basically, we had came to a point in our lives where we wanted to see more people. Yeah, I guess, but like we still had our our bond together. So we didn't want to like completely like end our bond together and like just go the friend route because th- th- that would be boring as fuck. That would for- be boring. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> so any positives to it at all? Were there any positives? For um, you? I mean, there there is the the honest. Oh, you said for me. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, shit. I I got to like talk to whoever girl I want and like not have her like be tripping com- yeah exactly like i could just I, I would i would come to her and be like hey i just smashed this girl she was like oh how was it and, and so she would come tell you i just got some dick and you'd be like oh shit well, like, cool i mean cool it was like that at first but she kind of felt that i was very uncomfortable with that idea because i was still I'm, I'm still in love with her like i'm still young making these bad decisions and shit thinking i'm in love and shit so like i was okay with her doing that but it got to a point where she could sense that I was uncomfortable with it, so she stopped kind of being that open with me. Yeah. Where it got to a point where she would sneak around to like have her other affairs and whatnot. So then she, she, so then she, she in principle, she's that's cheating. Yeah. yeah. In principle, that's cheating. Yeah. So how the, old were the, you at the time? Yeah. How old were you? I was eighteen. So the point I'm trying to make is like it can start out poly- polyamorous, but like. But People. also, that wasn't the original agreement either. Y'all yeah. started off in a real relationship, and then yeah. it kind of morphed into something else. Probably our relationship was more so like, y'all come to the table, and y'all say, this is what I want, and y'all both agree on that. Yeah, th- that's what happened. Like After one breakup, we kind of just came together, and we were like, yeah, let's try out this open relationship thing, see if it works or whatnot. Mm. So, um, damn, what, what was I about to say? Man, I just think that I could do it because sometimes, you know... <laughs> There's, like, points in my life where, like, you know, you're dating a few girls at a time, right? You know, like, just going on dates. That's, you know, you know what I mean. Man, he, he was saying that because he no, feels bro, like the man right now. Chill out. No, I don't. <laughs> Nigga, I'm pulling, just, all getting I'm all the cream and shit. Chill out, bro. No. <laughs> all I'm saying is Can't get exposed. sometimes, like, I'm a very, I, I feel like I emotionally connect to people pretty uh, fast, I guess. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or, like, when I, I, well, I can let myself get attached to someone pretty fast if I wanted to, right? So then, like, you you be dating these girls and stuff, right? And then, like, you just see, I don't know, man. You just see how, like, other people can make the case that you're not supposed to just have one person. Because sometimes you connect with somebody on one particular thing very heavily, and you connect with somebody else on on specific things pretty heavily, right? Yeah. So my thing is, like, because I'll be like, dang, I I can see myself dating this girl, but I also can see myself dating this girl as well. (laughs) <laughs> and it it also comes down to your criteria for dating too, because I mean you you gonna get different energies. Talking about like relationship, yeah, like like relationship. Like you 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 gonna get different energies from people in general, anyways, right? Yeah. So it's like, from for me, I guess the question would be in that situation. Then, so what is the what is like the primary relationship? Hmm. What makes that the primary relationship? Then, like, what makes that relationship so special? If you're the bond. just like. The bond, the bond, the bond but you also have a bond with other people too. But, you gotta, but it's a different like, kind of bond. Yeah? It's, more, it's, it's, it's a more than just uh, that bond is more so strong uh, mentally. I because, guess because in your situation, it kind of sounded like y'all might have known that y'all weren't gonna work out or might not work out, but y'all still 
and to like we've all done this like you know in our selfish ways as human beings like we both still want to hold on to that mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying but we also selfishly still want to fuck with other people because this relationship is not working how we it's not clicking how all of a sudden it's like we wanted it to so i can definitely relate to that mindset because you're like dang like the, when it's like it's kind of like when the bad times are bad it's really bad but when it's good it's good yeah. so i want to keep them around and we still be in a relationship but i also kind of want to fuck other people because you know what i'm saying it's, it's to me it's just like i and it's like i i see the appeal of them and i see like the appeal of everything like that and like i said i'm not saying i, w- I can never be in one i'm just trying to figure out like like the primary relationship because maybe it's because i've been so conditioned to just think monogamously and like that's that's our whole life like we've been told grow up and marry one person or whatever and like it's like some people use that just so and i've heard this i'm not generalizing people maybe some people just use that just so they don't have to have sex with just one person Mm -hmm. and to me that logic makes more sense to me because it's like oh yeah it's like naturally you're not gonna have you're not gonna have you're not just gonna have (laughs) but to like commit your whole life and to commit your emotions like yeah and intangibles to multiple people that can be that can be difficult in some ways you know what i'm saying especially if it's hard for a motherfucker to like commit to one and then you're talking about like okay this is your primary and then you have like these other people who bring like it's like it's like a um what's the word like when you bring like food to a shit like a uh like everybody brings a dish like what's that shit called? No, oh, the potluck. It's like a potluck yeah. where everybody else has something unique to yeah. bring to you. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't you like potlucks though? I do like potlucks, nigga. I'm just saying, nigga. You know like, you know what I'm saying? I do, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I think I would be open to it. In, in, at I think this, so at this moment, right now, for I girls, didn't say at this moment, right well, I'm asking, now. like, right now, do you think you can be right in one? now? If you wanted a relationship, yeah, okay. So if I if I was thinking, I wanted a relationship right now, I think I would be open to try it, man. I think okay. Okay. In some capacity. All right. All I'm saying is this: the idea of it sounds very fun, but like people always like form bonds with form special bonds that we just cannot break, and sometimes it just gets really strong to like. Based on what I'm saying, there's people catch feelings. Though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, at what well, point? Yeah. At what point does ego come into it though? If you really attached to this girl, but y'all in a polyamorous relationship, and you see her like, oh, I'm gonna go on a date with Derek tonight or whatever, and then you're just like, oh, who's Derek? I, 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 no, yeah. not even that. But you can't say that though because you agreed to it. So it's like, let's go, say, though. let's if say you, you get agree to it. It's different. That's what I'm saying though. But like, you can't help. Can you help how you feel all the time? Can you help how you feel all the time? Even if I'm you agree not, to it, no, and you, yeah, if you if you can't help how you feel all the time, but yet you agree to this arrangement. How do you know at some point? Well, I, like, I want the group one. I want the one where it's me. And well, yeah, I think, yeah. I think every guy wants Yeah, every guy wants that. It's going to be even. They can be with each other, too, though. <laughs> not to, like, that sounded bad, but you know what I meant. Like, y'all y'all like, can fuck around with each other. I can give a shit. I'm doing me. Y'all, y'all can do y'all. I'm going to do me. Yeah, and I'm going to do y'all the in the fantasy, process. That's the fantasy of it all, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think, that's the, I think that's the idea of it. I'm just trying to figure out what's the real intense reality of the situation. And you kind of brought you that. You get to be you, in a loving relationship with multiple people at once. That's beautiful to me. No, that's the fucking idea of it. No, the, the reality <laughs> is. It sounds nice. No, it, it, it fucking sounds nice. But the reality is you're in, you're in a yeah, uh, somewhat loving relationship with one person, but you're really just smashing a whole bunch you're, of other people. I think people. you're overgeneralizing. Based on your experience, no, Nemo. Oh. I'm just saying. I feel like it could be, it could be po- very positive for some people, and it's also probably too, not good for everyone. I'm just saying. I think I could be open to it. Yeah, you know, you know what I'm saying. saying? I, I and it. and I said I I would want the group one, but like I could be open to the other ones as well. Like I feel like I could. Other forms. Yeah, like all the other ones. Okay, 
relationship number three and five just sound like a whole bunch of hoeing around to me. <laughs> hey man, see you're you're simplifying it. You're oversimplifying. No, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Like, I'm like, so what are the X's and O's of it? Like, you kind of broke that down and said, okay, well, I'm just saying, like, especially if you've been like again trained and conditioned and been yeah. in monogamous relationships before and making that transition to a polyamorous relationship. Like we we kind of already have our subconscious ideas of what we thought a relationship was, so you kind of have to change sure. that totally in yeah, order to fit I, this that's mode. I want to bring it out. I think we should talk about it more. I yeah, I, d- I agree. Normal. I agree. I don't think we should demonize so. people for yeah, we sure. Should, yeah. We shouldn't judge people or demonize people who, who decide to participate in it. But just at this moment, I don't think I'm at that point yet. Okay. But I'm not saying that I never will be. I just don't know. I'm just yet. saying I could be open to it. Well, All right. now is the time where well, it will work the best. For you? No, like in the world. No, where we are, like twenty twenty. Oh yeah, now our, our age group. Yeah, now probably work the best. Yeah. All right. So, what did you bring in show and tell? Oh, my fact. My fact is so much fucking different from y'all shit. Like, my fact is actually like a history book type shit. Yeah. It's <laughs> Black like, History Month. It is Black History Month, and um, Give so us a Black History fact, man. For sure, for sure. So, my Black History fact and my show and tell fact um is that <laughs> a lot of people didn't know this surprisingly, but um the richest person in history was Mansa Musa, King of Mali. Mm-hmm. Um, his mm-hmm. estimated net worth today was around what four hundred billion dollars, over four hundred billion dollars, and a lot of people, a lot of black people, didn't know that. And I was wow. like, damn, what a the lot fuck of people didn't I, know that in general. Didn't yeah, that. you didn't you know, know that? that. I didn't know that. I never told you that, bro. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, bro. He's, I'm sorry. I feel like that sorry, should be dude. like the education system. You know what I'm saying? Like we didn't, we didn't learn that shit in school. So I, when I learned that out, I was just like, and that's one of the millions of facts about us that we didn't know about yeah. growing up or wasn't taught in school. But when I learned that, I was like, well, damn, like, and like he, um, he, he, um, throughout the Egyptian economy from giving off so much gold to people. But then what that also did when you put it in context is it gave the people at that time an idea of how much wealth was in Africa, which then gave them more incentive to come in and try to and colonize it and do the things that they did to it. Mm. So like, that's, kind of one of the results that happened from him being the richest person but 400 fucking billion dollars my nigga like 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 that's unimaginable to me now for somebody to have that kind of money you know what i'm saying like he'd be dead (laughs) like he'd be dead he'd be dead with that much money like (laughs) wait no what just finished i'm saying what what would you even do with that much fucking money i don't like everything how much much is um everything you want how much is the richest person in the world right now worth Uh, like a hundred and something billion dollars Bezos. is it bezos yeah owner of amazon so add another three hundred something billion to that. He's broke as fuck compared to Mansa Musa. You do whatever the fuck you want with that much money. You know what, what I'm what saying? Can't, what, what, what didn't you do? Like uh, how I mean, you he, how do you not control the world? He could buy a planet. <laughs> he can buy another planet and make that shit like Wakanda or some shit with that kind of money. So I, that's that was my fact. Like I thought that was very interesting. I've known that for a while though, but I, I was just surprised that the like because you would think like with a lot of like. I, I, at least from my vantage point, I see a lot of conscious-oriented stuff. Maybe that's just because of my mindset. Okay. But I thought that since it was on Instagram and shit and like it was on social media that more people knew about it and a lot of our community should have known about it more. So when I was going around saying this, a lot of people and a lot of older men, a lot of older black people didn't know this. Mm-hmm. So I was like, damn, like it just shows you how fucking hidden a lot of our history is from us. Like It really made me think about that shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. That, that's, that's what's up. Richest man in the world was African, Mansa Musa. Who look just like motherfuckers in this room? Who was the richest person in the world? It's inspiring. It is inspiring because shit, I'm over here trying to get. We thinking millions is a lot. <laughs> like, well, yeah. I mean, it's a lot, but it's like in context of where we've been before as a people. Like, it's like we were greater. Like, we were great beyond heights we even knew before. You know what I'm saying? So that was nice. Yeah, yeah it was poetic <laughs> as fuck. But yeah, you know, I what I'm big wrap it up there. Um, actually, I wanted to touch up on the new music that just dropped oh, over the yeah, weekend. Oh, yeah, Gun and Offset. So, let's get into it. All right. 
Goddamn. All right, I didn't so. listen to either one. So I'll just be <laughs> asking questions. Yeah, ask as many questions as you can. All right, sure. so I I checked out Gunna's album. Um, at first listen, you know, which I'm one not, did you I, listen to, Ramil? Um, I, I I listen I skimmed through both of them, but I heard like I remember more of Offset's tape, so I'll probably just comment more on that shit. Okay, okay well, fuck it. Let me start with Offset's tape because which was better. All right, sonically, Gunness is better, but lyrically, Offset's is better. See, Offset, he he took the time to dive into the uh, the um, the generalized stuff that he would talk about in his features. He took the time to dive deep into that on his album, which I really appreciated. Like, True. you know, combinizing that that Migo flow with like actual substance. So that was very appreciative. But then, like during the middle of the album. And it kind of like dragged on a little bit for me, but then it kind of started peeking back up, peeking back up a little bit with like you could tell which were supposed to be the hits and which ones were supposed to be the throwaways. And that's never really a good thing for an album, in my opinion. Yeah, but um, rate it. Yeah, rate it out of ten. About a ten. At first listen, I would give it a strong five, and y'all know that my scale is like. They very, a five is pretty good for you. A five, yeah, five is is decent. I God guess for me. damn, you <laughs> tough on these niggas, man. What did you think? Um, from, from what you heard of, uh, so, yeah, so like I, I skimmed through, like I, I um, I skimmed through the album, and based on what, what I remember listening, like definitely the first song was definitely one of the more introspective songs on the album because he's for talking real. about himself, you know, as a father, and just like like you said, like co- like combining that Migos flow with actual substance. And actual introspective lyrics that was a nice change of pace, and we kind of expected that based on what he was saying mm-hmm. leading up to the album. Like so he was like, rapping the Migos flow, but he's speaking introspectively. Yeah, about yeah. his children, about well, okay. not even just his not children, his, just his children, just but his, his life. entire life. His really. life. He, he goes interesting. Into, goes into depth. He was like in one bar. He was talking about Forest Park and like College Park. I think and like you know neighborhoods that I'm familiar with. So I don't know. That was a pretty Ooh. interesting touch to throw in. I don't know. It's just nice to see, like you know, what I'm saying like. You know, like the quote unquote hood niggas or the like trap niggas, like actually show that softer side. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they, it's already certain like stereotypes that's put on him and yeah. stuff like that. So for him to come out and be like, "No, nah, I got another side of me. I'm show not just this way." Holistic side. Yeah, show him more as a whole person. You I, know what I'm saying? That was yeah. that was dope. Yeah, I like the idea of you know trap artists like just you know diving more introspectively, and we we kind of see J Cole doing that. Not well, well kind of the been, opposite. He's a, he's, yeah, yeah. Kinda, he, yeah, he's working with yeah, the trap artists. Yeah, right, I mean now. to say. And like he, trap artists are requesting him. Yeah, and he's and he's like, you know, per, with that KOD album, that was kind of like the setup for him to like just perfectly merge his lyricism and flow onto like these trap beats. Yeah. yeah, it was. That's why I liked it. Yeah. So and the Gunners tape, um, I did listen to it. Um, I skimmed through it not thoroughly. Um, but what I heard sonically, it was pretty cool. My favorite song is actually um, what did I tell you it was. Uh, you said it was. Was outstanding, outstanding, outstanding is my favorite yeah. song. Outstanding is my favorite song, just because sonically, shit was dope. Um, you know, Gunna's Gunna. You know what I'm saying? He got good melodies. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't necessarily go to him for potent lyricism or flow, but he just has a nice melody and he has some good beats and some, yeah. you know, some catchy shit. His flow is just, uh, it's it's kind of addicting. If if you hear too much of Gunna, like I have, I don't know that that Gunna album was for me. It was an experience. Like, it was the way. Wow. No, like, no, hear me out, because, like, it was the way an album should supposed to be, because, like, it was consistent with the uh, the cover art, the, okay. uh, the the theme, you know what I'm saying? You know, like, the album so was you called... you really liked it a lot. I didn't like it a lot now. It's not, it's not, but what I'm trying to say is that 
this is his statement as an artist, you know, drip or drown. He got the drippy flow. He he got the swag. He got the sauce. So he puts that onto music with these watery beats, this this spacious production from Wizzy, I mean Wheezy and Turbo, which was pretty fantastic in my opinion. And you know, he kind of just like perfects that that drip melodic flow even more on this project. So sonically, it was even more pleasing for me. I would give him. A week six from my uh, initial reaction. Nice. Exactly. Yeah, like that's pretty you good. You want to rate him? Um, I don't think I, I don't think I don't think I heard the whole thing yet, so I can't even accurately rate him. But based on what I've heard so far, it's about like a it's about a five or six out of ten so far. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It might go up, it may go down, but yeah. And the entire album is pretty consistent too, so I don't really have a favorite. Yeah. So if I had to like point out some songs that like were like really fighting me, I would say outstanding and uh, what's track number nine? Uh, Look at the track list now. You got yeah. you got the track list there. Isn't it? Is it ironic that outstanding is like the one that stands out? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Outstanding was pretty fire. Um. <laughs> that shit was so lame that it, um, it made everybody like. Hey, man, I knew that shit was lame before pretty, I said it. it was, pretty, that shit is lame as fuck. No, that but. was a good joke. Man. <laughs> I like that joke. That was clever. Yeah. So I was fucking with uh, outstanding. Like that, joke. that was good. Yeah. I was, I was, <laughs> I appreciate that shit was lame as fuck though, but oh, I appreciate bro, it, that dog. Funny, that shit lame as hell. I'm saying it, dog. That shit, that shit was funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! I'm funny on accident, nigga. Damn. That stands out, dog. I'm funny on accident, my nigga. That was a bar, man. You think you think so, bro? You can rap, man. I can rap. Look, <laughs> <laughs> Mike. Like, they, don't take that. Don't take that shit that far, bro. Come on, that was fire, man. All right, now what's track nine? Um, the highlights from Gunna's album for me were Outstanding, Baby Birkin, Three-Headed Snake featuring Thug, uh, and I don't know, oh, Cash War, just because, uh, I don't know, Wheezy's production yeah. just, like, really gets to me. That spacious 808 stuff. Uses right, it very so, cautiously. So for Offset, you give it a 5, mm-hmm. and for Gunna, you give it a 6, but for you, those are pretty solid ratings. Pretty solid ratings. Yeah. Now, the last one I wanted to touch up on was the Pump album. And oh, how I, yeah, did not listen either. to that shit. That Any shit was disappointing. Me. I don't know why I tried to listen to that from front to back. Like, it was, I don't know how you was, did it. Like, like we all know that. Pump I'll listen is, to it. <laughs> I'll check it out. I like Pump sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. Like we all know Pump. How many songs is it? It's like sixteen. Songs. Oh shit! It's like oh man. shit. That's torture. I could honestly, bro. I couldn't finish that album. I I made it through half of it, and I was like, damn, Pump. Pump. Like, like what's going on? Like. There, there's something missing in that album. Like, I don't know if the production just isn't meshing with his world or something, or if he's just not meshing with the production. It's just, it just, it just didn't sound like it to me. <laughs> hey, and Damn. I probably won't. To be honest, I probably won't listen to it off my own merit. Like, you guys would have to probably egg me on to listen to it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, honestly, the songs that are worth listening to are the hits that are that are already out. To be honest, well, Dang. goddamn. <laughs> Damn, so, hey, All but right. it is what it is. Oh wait, well, Multi Millionaire was all right, I guess. Rate it out of ten. Uh, the songs that you listen to. A week, f- no strong three. Oh strong hell no, three. I ain't listening to that shit. Strong three, <laughs> I'll check it out. All right, guys, so that, that's gonna go ahead and wrap it up here for the Low Mid Podcast. Uh, tuning out, Huey Revolution, Ramil, Nemo the Zeus. You already know. We out. We out.